1: Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce a. Joyce. It's a wonderful day for Oscar. Oscar, Oscar.
2: Is, is that your rendition? That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. me just, doing
1: just the, the first two it down. Lines. That's me doing Billy Crystal. Joyce, we're, we're starting something new here where we are going to look at old Oscar ceremonies, perhaps. And starting with the 1992, <laughs> 1992 ceremony which is the first one you ever saw. We're calling calling this Oscars playback. I was overruled for uh, re-Oscarables because we don't want to cease and desist from the rewatchables podcast. So uh, Oscars playback. Also, that's
2: just like not very SEO friendly.
1: No. <laughs> not at all. No one is searching re-Oscarables, uh, but Oscars playback. So, so this is the first time you we watch. We, we were talking about this off the air, uh, but yes. yes this so is the,
2: this, it's the 64th annual ceremony so honoring the films of 91 so the films of 91 the ceremony of
1: 92 right um, a, yeah. an incredible uh, ceremony a couple of uh, top line uh notes here it took place on march 30th uh 1992 so for all of us including me who always says oh this should happen much earlier uh here's the oscars okay. <laughs> march 30th march
2: oscars that's what i grew up with okay
1: <laughs> uh billy Think crystal was the host uh and it was on ABC, it was only three hours and 33 minutes, according to Wikipedia. So, you know, not the most short, but not, not actually that bad for all this stuff. They Shorter than doing. this year's. Shorter than this year's. And as we'll talk about just the uh, 50,000 times more entertaining than this year's show, which is just a disaster compared to like this classic uh, Oscar ceremony. And it uh, was watched by 44 million people in the United States, according to Wikipedia, that font of accurate information. Uh, so it was a big deal. Silence of the Lambs swept, as we all know, uh, one <laughs> picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay. One of only three films at the time to have done all of those things.
2: And, and the, still the last one, the most recent.
1: And it was released in February of the previous year. On so Valentine's was, Day. A full <laughs> uh, 13 months after its release. I think it was the first best picture winner to ever be on VHS tape, which was the thing at the time.
2: Yeah, and I had so the reason this was my first Oscars was because my dad had shown me *Sounds of the Lambs*. Wow,
1: you know? at six.
2: Yeah, my That's- parents let me watch whatever I wanted. I, there were no restrictions in my house. So I mean,
1: I don't know if I show my daughter Sons of the Lambs* at the moment, but I did show <laughs> her a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and she's still like, "Why did Yoda die?" And I'm like, "Well, he died."
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't actually have like vivid memory watching yeah. the film at six. But I remember watching it and you know, like a ton of stuff like went over my head, but you know, I was fine. Like I wasn't scared or anything.
1: So I never went to the, as a kid, we, my, my parents and we didn't go to the movies very often. I could remember on like one hand, I could count the movies we probably saw in the theater. And so Silence of the Lambs, I remember they had watched on VHS because I remember like kind of like seeing them watch it. So like there is like a little bit of memory. I'm, I'm slightly older than you, Joyce, as it turns out. Uh, so I was a little more, you know, not six watching Silence of the Lambs. And then I, so I also have vivid memories of them watching Goodfellas the same way where I was up on the steps, like watching, like peeking down.
2: Oh, so you weren't invited into like the living no, room?
1: No, because they're like grown-up movies, right? Right. I was still. Oh, yeah, no
2: my dad always invited me and he would he would like tell me to like come watch something with him even if it's like an adult fair right when I was a kid. So right. yeah, so then, you know, eventually like months later it was like the Oscars and then like we we just watched it cuz it was like this movie that we watched and also Beauty and the Beast cuz I love Beauty and the Beast. So, so <laughs> I had a lot of range as a 6-year-old. <laughs>
1: i was gonna say when we started talking about this and you're like oh it's the first one we watched i assumed it was because of beauty and the beast so you're throwing me i i, I do
2: head. love beauty and the beast um but i that came out after signs of lambs came out on vhs so
1: i, I saw remember, that like, i afterwards. also remember watching that i remember watching that on vhs for sure beauty and the beast
2: um, i love beauty and beast. it's my Belle is my favorite disney princess and i also i was so annoying as a kid because pizza hut had um dolls like like a bell doll and a beast doll, but you have to buy a pie to get them. So I made my mom like go to Pizza Hut and order two pies and to make sure it was like a bell doll and a beast doll.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Uh, So this was a big deal that, uh, so we're going to talk about the ceremony and we'll go through the categories. I have this, the top line thing I would say is A, grave ceremony, B, incredible movies and like hard to even argue with winners and also uh, what was nominated, even though there are another- Bunch of great movies that weren't even nominated uh it just was a great year i mean we, we and- could
2: discuss if it was an expanded lineup what else would have gotten in to best
1: I, picture. I think that would be great and then the other thing that was a big deal obviously was beauty and the beast made it in for best picture if you watch the billy crystal opening that's actually like a big part of it where he's like he actually makes a joke about uh Fievel from american west uh dying by suicide so it's a different time the humor is a little uh more <laughs> brusque perhaps than it would be here in modern times uh, but yeah, it was like a big thing that like Beauty and the Beast was nominated. And in his song, Billy Crystal song parody for Beauty and the Beast, which I, let me see, he did uh, the tune of, uh, it's from Cousins from the Bad Patty Duke show. Jo- Joyce, I'm looking for some of these Billy Crystal songs. I have to say, I'm not the greatest, uh, name that tune on American standards and the stuff that he would parody. So I'm I'm going off a Jordan Hoffman, the contributor to Gold Turbys uh, list he did for Vulture a couple of years ago, where he ranked every Billy Crystal song. So that's how I know it is from cousin from Patty Duke, but he did beauty and the beast. And in the thing, he's like, Oh, we're all our, us actors are out of work because of an anime."
2: So um, the, the Academy has a playlist of uh, the ceremony, like all, yes. all the categories and the opening and, and even the credits roll. So you could watch all those videos on the playlist. And I I watched all of them last night yes. in order chronological order that sure. they uploaded in. And uh, that was a recurring theme of the night, just uh, the the stars being pressed about uh, not being on screen in animated movies because Sally Field presents the best picture clip for Beauty and the Beast and she makes that same crack. So
1: It's pretty wild to think that that was like a thing when now it's, <laughs> I guess it's similar now we saw to like, they've been doing these same bits for decades, obviously, because like motion capture was a thing for a little while where people were like, us actors, we can't do it anymore, I guess. And the same with the animated movies. And now it's funny because most of the people, including Billy Crystal, is probably best known at the moment for a lot of people as a voice of an animated character. Uh, so <laughs> for Monsters Inc, he completely, he's made a career doing animated voices.
2: Also, is that like a great gig, like like voiceover, come on. You can do it in your pajamas. yes, so oh, it's great. Yeah, and now like in COVID, just do it at home.
1: <laughs> like, so the, the ceremony started. <laughs> The ceremony started with Billy coming out with his uh, famed uh, Hannibal Lecter mask. That was like the big bit. And I was, I, so we were talking, I did not watch this. I don't remember, but I do remember seeing that. And I think watching his opening and then I probably had to go to bed, I would say, or probably what watch What was your first else.
2: Oscars? Do you even remember your first Oscars?
1: I don't really, honestly. I was thinking it's probably was like Forrest Gump Pulp Fiction that year because I actually saw those movies like in the theater and was very excited about it. So that was probably it. I would say so this one I remember watching some of but not all of it uh but yeah I remember the opening and Billy comes out he does his cracks making jokes about things that don't exist anymore and like Orion Pictures I think was like a runner at least for Jonathan Demi, right or whatever
2: well yeah because they've released I mean they had four of Silence of the Lambs was became their fourth Best Picture winner and it was in the middle of uh going to bankruptcy at that yes. point
1: uh, and then Billy did his songs. The I, I think the most, so he did, uh, so the Best Picture nominees were Beauty and the Beast and JFK, Bugsy, uh, Silence of the Lambs, and The Prince of Tides. And uh, he did, I think his one of his most famous songs was for Prince of Tides. He does uh, Don't Rain on My Parade for Barbara Streisand and makes a, a crack about her, did the movie direct itself because she was snubbed among the Best, picture, uh, best Director nominees. Uh, and... That got a extended extended pause and a huge ovation. Barbara yeah. seemed fine with it, but probably was like a little pissed. I would say, you know.
2: Um, yeah. Well, well, I was also reading Inside Oscar last Best night choice. Go that, for that it. covered, <laughs> you know, yes. every every ceremony basically, and yeah, there was like after the nominations, she obviously was snubbed, and the quote uh, they included of her in there was that she says she's trying not to take it personally, like it's a, a bigger, it, it's just emblematic of like a bigger issue, which is like, you know, they hate women. <laughs> right. And <laughs> like, they, they just complete disregard for female directors. I mean, we still sure. only have three female directing winners, the third one this year.
1: Right. <laughs> so. And also at the time we were talking about this, not the, not the most uh, precursors, but the Golden Globes, when they existed, actually mattered at this time. She was among the nominees there for best director. So it was it was somewhat of a surprise. The Globes have
2: always supported her and she got the DGA nomination as well.
1: So pretty pretty yeah. egregious snub as it turns out. But again, if you look at the best director list, I could think I could put her in there, but I mean, it's still tough. It was a, it was just a great year.
2: It's it's a great lineup because also John Singleton, um, youngest directing nominee ever at 24. Right. Like he made it in and the movie was not nominated Best Picture. This is also a back, you know, obviously field of five and Best Picture. So there was a, a lot closer of a link between those two categories. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's actually you know no, more like, it's like atypical that like two directing nominees are not represented in Best Picture.
1: And, and this is one of the things, we'll, like you said, we'll talk about the ex- expanded lineup here because uh, John Singleton, first black director nominated and first and youngest director at the time nominated. And then uh, Ridley Scott got in for Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny watching the the again just time is great and it's so wild. But going like when you see the clips of how young Ridley Scott looked on the on the set of *Thelma and Louise*, it's just wild that he's still churning out like movies, <laughs> like is still going at it. It's awesome. Thirty years later, *House of Gucci* yeah, Napoleon. and *Napoleon*. You're yeah. your
2: your best picture nominee for next year.
1: A <laughs> future best picture nominee. Joyce, before we go on, I just want to correct. Apparently, we were talking about *Armageddon* time last night. And I was like, wow, Anthony Hopkins does not play Fred Trump. He just plays like a grandfather figure in that movie it seems like so I was incorrect earlier speaking of our previous oh, okay. uh, 2023 predictions so does that
2: change your your predictions for next year at all
1: no he's still in and Anthony <laughs> yeah. Hopkins was like the star of this ceremony so Billy comes out dressed as a uh, Hannibal Lecter and walks right up to Anthony Hopkins and does like a kind of it was a funny when you watch it I just felt like he had no end for the bit he gets wheeled out with the mask and then everybody's like laughing. And then he walks out to Anthony Hopkins and he does tries to do like a Hannibal Lecter voice, Billy. And it's like, I'm having the Academy over for dinner. And then Anthony Hopkins is like, sounds good to me or whatever he says. I don't even know. I'll oh, he,
2: no, he asks him, would you like to join me that's or something? It. And Anthony Hopkins says anytime. And,
1: that's and then <laughs> he just walks back up on stage and there's like no end to the bit. And he has to take the mask off. It's just like so silly. And then he does his whole opening monologue in the songs and stuff. Uh, Yeah, it was like, so the show itself I thought was great compared to this year's show, just like- the show is
2: incredible. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the 90s ceremonies because it was just a lot more glamorous and they really lean into cinema and what they were celebrating. Like they were not ashamed of movies and its creators and craftspeople like they seemingly are now. Um, if I, I don't think they did in the ceremony, but if you recall, in the '90s they used to do like fashion shows for the costume design mm-hmm. nominees. Um, like that's great, and you know they had uh, very elaborate uh, musical numbers in this. That
1: ceremony. was awesome. Uh, th- so yeah, you, you had found so. I, uh, Couple of things with the not a lot of music rights it seems on the Academy YouTube page.
2: Joyce, no, you don't. They don't include the the performances.
1: <laughs> but we found uh, a they couple. They haven't splurged the, for those. And, right. We found the Beauty and the Beast ones, and they're like elaborate and lavish, and it looked like a broad, like literally like a Broadway production. That, that,
2: the, those performances are like one of the few things I actually remember from watching the ceremony, just because like I love Beauty and the Beast. Um, it's. Awesome. I didn't remember much else from this, but those performances because it they had three nominated songs.
1: Awesome, and that was um, yeah. another big deal that Angela Lansbury references, like when she comes out to introduce uh, be our guest and Belle, uh, that it's like there's three, and then she comes back later to do a a fourth, uh, the third song. Uh,
2: yeah, great. and it's like a a sort of like a like a remix, I guess. Well, it's the same song, but it's like her version of Beauty and the Beast. Mrs. Potts and then the pop version of Celine Dion and Peeble Bryson yes
1: and another trip seeing Celine Dion young Celine Dion at the Oscars before uh, Titanic just love that and it's just a great performance and like everything about it I felt like it was so tight it felt so the things about the ceremony that stood out to me a and again we kind of talked about this and who knows this year the difficult the difficulties of getting famous people to come with the the pandemic and all these different things and what was nominated but Man, you watch that Oscars and it's just like every famous person is at this Oscars, right? Like everybody's there. And now it helps that a lot of the movies are stacked with some of the most famous actors of the time. But like, it just felt like a really, like they really- L- Liza
2: Minnelli was there 30 years ago, just as she was here three weeks ago.
1: Amazing. And we will talk about, Kevin Costner announced best director like he did this year? Um, yeah, it was just like way more, way more, I think he's like, just way more glamorous and much more pomp. Yeah. Situations. And
2: there was, um, when they were like going to commercial break, um, the announcer guy, like <laughs> he said like, oh, and how like Hollywood, like the, the next segment is like, gets more glamorous with Audrey Hepburn, Demi Moore and Sylvester Stallone. Like that's your trio when you think of glamour.
1: I mean, that's pretty dope. And like, yeah, this year is just like, here's, you know, Jacob Elordi from Euphoria. No offense to Jacob Malorty, who I love on Euphoria, but it's a little bit you know, of a step. You
2: he got to present best visual effects with Rachel Zegler, who yeah. wasn't even going to the Oscars six days prior, so. It's a little bit of a step down for yeah. Audrey Hepburn. It's so so, okay. Audrey Hepburn looks amazing. Oh, my God. Just, uh, <laughs> so
1: so that, that's one of the things we're operating on. And then, I mean, the other thing is just these movies are awesome. And then the ceremony also did a Thalberg Award for uh, George Lucas. So that was, you know, another... It
2: was, yeah, and it was presented by Steven Spielberg, and mm-hmm. it was, it was just funny because, like, he's, 30 years later, Steven Spielberg is still presenting awards, like, honorary awards or whatever to George Lucas, because he just did it at PGA. hmm
1: It's amazing. <laughs> also, Steven
2: uh, Spielberg, so, great hair in that clip.
1: He looks so great. It's so funny seeing him young. And then even, like, I'm going through the presenters, it's like, boy, oh, boy, just a murderer's row. You have, uh, I'll just read off some of the names here. Carl uh, Malden did opening remarks, George. Well, he was the president, yeah. Yes. So- uh, Go Gold- obviously Whoopi Goldberg for supporting actor because she won the previous year for Ghost. Uh, Joe Pesci did supporting actress, which was really actually fun seeing him at the Oscars because I know he hates that and like he barely gave a speech for Goodfellas and
2: he said more presenting than he did in his speech.
1: <laughs> he did. Uh, Annette Benning was there presenting art direction, which I know you talked about as like kind of a party foul because she's. Uh, it bugs yeah, because,
2: yeah, Bugsy won that, and I am not a fan of mm. actors presenting categories in which their film is nominated. If you kind of
1: a kind of it. a flop, and we saw that actually multiple times because uh, Kevin Costner does it for director later when his film is JFK sure. for Oliver Stone, who does not win. Nicole Kidman does uh, everything I do, I do it for you. She introduced uh, great. Uh, Antonio Banderas and Sharon Stone promoting The Specialist I would imagine at the time wasn't that it or Assassins which one was she in with or am I conflating two different movies Uh, I actually am conflating two different Stallone movies wow yeah (laughs) Uh, Assassins has uh, Antonio Banderas and The Specialist I believe has Sharon Stone
2: but also wasn't Assassins like years later
1: 94 and 95 they are. So we're yeah. pre, pre-dating a, a little <laughs> bit of a Stallone <laughs> renaissance there. Uh, hilarious though that they're together. Denzel did the best picture of JFK, uh, dope. Gina Sarandon, uh, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon for best editing. Dana Carvey and Mike Myers they rolled out off of Wayne's World for uh, best live action short. They did uh, animated, uh, you, I think you sent me a screen grab of this, uh, Bell and Beast and Chip for animated short film. Yes.
2: I I I remember this too.
1: (laughs) That was like a thing, right? When we put like cartoons and like with real people around. They they should
2: bring that back. When was the last time they did it recently? I don't. I thought. Well, I know they did like Toy Story.
1: Well, oh, maybe Toy Story. Story, But I know they did for Shrek uh, when it won. Right? Remember they cut to the crowd and it was like the first. Yeah, but that was also
2: twenty years ago. But was it they they did it for like Toy Story three
1: or? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Demi Moore and Mm -hmm. Sylvester Stallone presented awards uh daryl hannah and George james almost oh, john candy did another award tom hanks uh he spike the, lee and john singleton yeah. yep spike lee and john singleton sally field for best picture like you mentioned richard gear did best cinematography laura dern and diane ladd both nominated right for for mm-hmm. uh ramblin rose did best visual effects patrick swayze sure uh robert duvall angelica it's just like shirley and eliza Nelly presented best original song what and then Michael they have Douglas? this whole bit
2: about like how they need to like do a movie, and they should invite like that funny girl in the audience. And I was like another Bab's reference. So Bab's got a lot of screen time.
1: Here are the last four presenters or five presenters: Michael Douglas for Best Actress, Jessica Tandy for Prince of Tides Best Picture, Kevin Costner, and then Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor do Best Picture. I mean, that is like boy oh boy. Yeah, they they brought out the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like compared to compared to this year, it's no contest. So uh, it was a different time, Joyce, 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, so uh, why don't we go through, do you wanna like, what, we'll go through the uh, the nominations and then you had a lot of good information because you actually are researching more than I am. Because
2: <laughs> I, I, I read a chapter last night. A chapter answer. of a book.
1: Reading is, is an important thing uh, and about like what the season was like. But Bugsy had the most nominations with 10. JFK had eight. The Prince of Tides and Silence of the Lambs had seven. Beauty and the Beast, Terminator Two, Thelma and Louise had six. The Fisher King had five. With Hook, just LOL. That it had so many. Uh, Backdraft, Barton Fink with three, and then Boys in the Hood, Cape Fear, Fried Green Tomatoes, Rambling Rose, and Star Trek four. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Star Trek six. I guess yeah. The yeah. Undiscovered okay. Country. Wow. So those <laughs> are the nom- those are the movies <laughs> that got nominated with more than one nomination the silence lamps one five terminator two one four beauty and the beast bugsy and jfk all one two
2: um yeah that i don't i don't think in general most people have issues with any of these winners this is one of those years where especially the best picture i think like 99 of people would say they got this right like no
1: no notes so uh it's JFK is like, honestly, one of my favorite movies. I've seen it like so many times. And, and I'm sure you're not surprised because I'm a total lunatic and a conspiracy <laughs> nut. Uh, but it's a great movie. And it's problematic now, but he was a great filmmaker back
2: then. I mean, they, they thought this was problematic then.
1: <laughs> it was, it was definitely like a, a wacky movie. Uh, but yeah, even me as a, the, the, the JFK stan, Son of the Lambs is like unbelievably good. <laughs> Just there's like no notes at all uh if i and all of these movies are actually good i guess the top three for me would be like science lambs jfk and beauty and the beast bugsy and prince of tides i'm not sure i've really like spent a lot of time with in the last 30 years i don't know about you
2: yeah um i would say the only movie of the best picture nominees i've seen more than once are science of lambs and beauty and the beast wow yeah uh, i JFK was fine like i'm, I'm not i'm not a, a huge fan like you are um and I don't think Bugsy and Prince of Tides have aged well. Like who even talks
1: about them <laughs> now? Bugsy feels like one of those movies that like at the time was just like, this is like an Oscar, you know what I mean? Like it's like an Oscar movie. Oh yeah, movie. for sure.
2: And I think um, like that would be the safe pick. Like people would, like, especially after nominations, oh, it leads with 10. Like you would think, oh, like it's going to win. Right. And Usually, it's not not these days, but back then, like if you're denomination leader, you're probably winning right And yeah, like you said, like it's like that kind of classic like I mean, it's like Hollywood adjacent, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh it's 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 less of like a gangster movie and more like the way they sold it was like a romance between like his character war babies and Annette Benning, and you know they they got married after this
1: (laughs) that was I my memory of it is that was like the big big thing is that like Warren Beatty and F. Benning were like together yeah he finally settled down (laughs) like this is like a thing and it had like a lot of you know obviously Barry Levinson directed Oscar winner for Rain Man gangster movie though like that kind of paled in comparison to maybe like Goodfellas or even like the guy like you know what I mean like it's like we've seen these yeah but
2: I think that was like the notion that you know like Goodfellas didn't win because it was like too much of a gangster film right this one was like less of that right i mean like more of like the academy's alley that's that's what i've always understood it as but it just it never really took off i guess even like yeah
1: and like i I don't
2: know anyone who watches it like now
1: (laughs) i actually gotta be honest i was surprised it even won two awards because i feel like if this was like the current like that's a movie that i think now would just go over 10 kind of irishman style where it's like there's no real reason to even though I'm sure like the art direction and, and the costumes are dope it's like I think nowadays they would just be like no we don't need there's no like you've said a lot there's no like there's no uh pressure or imperative to like give it an Oscar basically
2: yeah like and I
1: think at the time maybe there was a little more of that being like well you know I want to spread the wealth Bugsy it's like got 10 nominations it's got to win something whereas now I think it would just be like blanked
2: yeah, I can see that. Um, I, it's definitely a, a movie of its time, right? right? Like if it had one Best Picture and maybe like maybe one or two other uh, awards, it, it would just kind of, I, I feel like get lost in, in the history books there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that one, And then obviously it'll be like, I can't believe like Silence of the
1: Lambs that didn't win Best Picture. Right. <laughs> kind of shocking that one. So it was the first horror movie, technically, and putting it in quotes, I guess it's a horror movie that won
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a genre like,
1: movie. Genre movie came out so much earlier. So you were saying it so it didn't really win at the, the Golden Globes are a precursor, BAFTA was around, and then it had the PGA and DGA. So one PGA and DGA. Well, BAFTA was just after. Right. Was, yeah. Oh that right. Right. It it existed. So, <laughs> it existed. So ZAG did P- not P- exist. So one PGA and DGA, Sons and Lambs. Yes. Not the Golden Globes. So if you were watching that show. Uh, maybe, and you only saw the Golden Globes, maybe you're like, oh, it's a surprise that it won. At the same time, like watching the show, it doesn't feel like anybody expected anything else to win. Do you agree with that? No. Like, I just didn't get the sense that it was a surprise any of its wins.
2: So, yeah. So the only Globe in one was for Jodie Foster. So it lost er- everything else. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it lost the, um all the categories in one, the other categories in one for the Oscars, basically. Right. And yeah, like you got, even um, when, the, the opening with Billy Crystal, like it got a huge applause when he came out in the handball electric mask, like, and then he did like the whole thing with Anthony Hopkins, and that got a huge applause. And then you can even when they're presenting best actor, you could just hear the applause. He for got him, and, and then when he won, everyone was so happy.
1: He got literally a standing ovation, Anthony Hopkins. It was yeah. like incredible. Like he's the only. I think he might be the only winner of that night to receive a standing ovation from at least the actors. I
2: think. That I saw. I think there was another one but I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was for like one of the maybe it was for like George Lucas or something. I
1: think it was. I mean like they like Anthony Hopkins it was like this is like the moment to give Anthony Hopkins Yeah, Anthony they were the like monster.
2: totally into it and it it kind of uh reminded me of like Parasite really. Cuz it was yeah. like you know very early on no one would expect either of those films to win like, even if you really love it but it's just it on paper it looks like there were just so many things against it, working against mm-hmm. it. But people love that movie, both movies. And in *Sounds of Lamb's case, it came out so early, so you just have to assume that most of the members had seen it by then, because you know it came out on VHS right. that fall. Um, so it's like they don't even have to worry about sending out screeners <laughs> in the winter or like VHS tapes back then, you know, and like getting people to go to the theater to see it.
1: Yeah, I think it's I I think the Parasite Comp is really good because also it just is like a it was like a cultural touchstone, right? You know what I mean? Like he did the joke, like the reason Billy Crystal was able, not just because it was gonna win or maybe Anthony Hopkins was gonna win, but the reason he does the Hannibal Lecter joke at the beginning for 45 million people watching this is because everybody instantly goes, Oh, Science of the Labs. It was like a cultural yeah. phenomenon. And these other movies are not cultural phenomenons, I would say. JFK was definitely like a big deal certainly at the time just because of like the controversy around it and stuff and beauty and the beast obviously is popular but none of these movies were like sons of lambs i
2: mean beauty and Beast is great um i love it but it was obviously fifth here <laughs> like i don't yeah, think i think sure. a lot of people like would not you know just based on the jokes of that night like i don't think they would vote for an animated movie to win no that picture
1: so, so, so you wanna go through what the following five would be if we had a set ten here before we go into the other categories?
2: Uh, so I think Ethel and Louise, since uh Ridley got the nomination and you know both Gina and Susan were nominated and won original screenplay.
1: So that seems like it was the sixth I would say
2: yeah, I'd say that's probably six. um uh I yeah, boys in a hood, I guess.
1: So, I was wondering that it got two I, nominations, I believe, right? Yeah, so, like and, both were
2: John Singleton. I,
1: I think it would have gotten in. I don't know that. I think it, it would probably have been be really
2: it. well if it's a sliding scale, I don't know if it would get in, but it was like a hard 10. I think it can get
1: in let's say it's a hard 10. So I think it would get in. So that would be, that gets us to seven, That's seven. I think T2 actually would get in on 10.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Terminator That's, 2. It
1: had a lot of, uh, it was obviously the biggest hit of the year, another cultural phenomenon. And then obviously won four Oscars all in the tech categories. This was like a pre-James Cameron, let's get James Cameron an Oscar moment. Oh I my think, God. Like, so um,
2: the visual effects uh speech, one uh-huh. of the guys, the last one, actually, he's like, he's like thanking James Cameron. He's like, we got to get Jim Cameron one of these soon. I'm like, if you only knew.
1: <laughs> Just wait, wait another Just wait. Uh, seven years and you get it. Um, yeah, no, I think, so Terminator 2, if that gets in, that's eight, right? Or seven? Um, no, that's eight. Yeah,
2: so that's, yeah, we added three. So I, I guess, like, Fisher King?
1: So I think you're left with the option to be Fisher King or Barton Fink, perhaps, which won the Can at Can and was a nominee yeah. here uh fisher king certainly obviously mercedes rule one supporting actress and, and robin williams was nominated either. uh i mean everything else i don't know cape i don't movie. know what else would <laughs> so the not, the top movies of the year box office wise were t2 robin hood prince of thieves which i definitely saw in the theater and really loved robin now. hood great <laughs> movie uh Beauty and the beast hook silence of the lambs jfk Naked Gun Two and a Half, which I also saw in the theater, <laughs> The Adams Family, Cape Fear, and Hot Shots. So a lot of like frivolous things. Mm-hmm. I could see Cape Fear being an option just because of the Scorsese pedigree and De Niro is nominated, but I don't. Yeah, think Yeah, and they Julia really Lewis
2: got too.
1: didn't really Maybe, love. Maybe I guess that would be nine.
2: Right? How many did we add? We...
1: We've added that's in the hood.
2: Thelma uh, Louise.
1: Thelma Louise. T two. T two. Cape Fear, and then we have one left basically. So it uh, could be Fisher Bo- King, right? Fisher yeah. King, yeah. yeah you so want to do Fisher happened. King? That makes sense because I think Terry Gilliam didn't he win or was nominated at one of these things? Let me see, scintillating stuff here. I lost my I lost my lost my page. Joyce, hold on. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he was Terry. Well, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll fix that in post. Or like,
2: they know. not not for um Fisher King.
1: No, not at best director, but I feel like he was on like a precursor list. Hang on, let me see. Whatever. Fisher King, I think, would be pretty solid. I don't know. I think that could be like the
0: 10th.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's easier um, to make the list if it was the sliding scale. <laughs> yeah. Harder to fill out the 10, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, yeah, just based, because based on the directing nominees, it's like you would just think Thelma Louise and probably Boys in the Hood would get in.
1: And then for directing, obviously, we said Barbara didn't get in for, Mm -hmm. but I don't know who you knock. I I guess I would say like Barry Levinson would be the knockout based on this. Because you have Demi obviously won, John Singleton for Boys in the Hood, Oliver Stone for JFK, and really Scott for Thelma Louise and Barry Levinson for Bugsy
2: yeah I I don't like really have a problem with this lineup like it's great snubbed um it
1: is a great lineup
2: yeah I mean I guess you would probably say like John Singleton is like the easiest to remove just because you know he was a newcomer like so young and you wouldn't expect him to be nominated anyway Um, but you don't want
1: to remove him because it's like one of their actually best (laughs) like it's hard to believe yeah, and then, were, like, uh, and,
2: like, it makes sense that, like, Barry Levinson and Albert Soma nominated because they were just coming off recent wins.
1: Right. So, and Ridley for them and Louise. I mean, yeah, like, you don't want to knock John, John Singleton feels like, oh, wow, we actually got one of these right for once. Like, yeah. instead of like classic Oscars being like, eh, we missed this one. Like, uh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, everybody. You know,
2: the Reckon Branch always goes their own way. And uh, even, even when they're like huge snubs, like, they have nice surprises as well.
1: So then the acting awards, Joyce, we had best actor, Anthony Hopkins won, like we said, standing ovation. Uh no notes again for this. Good category though. Warren Beatty for Bugsy, Robert De Niro for Cape Fear, Nick Nolte for Prince of Tides, and Rob Williams for the Fisher King. Uh I guess a snub would have maybe you could consider would be like Costner. Kevin Costner for yeah. JFK. Um, yeah. But but I he just also...
2: he just won the previous year with dances uh with Wolves. Mm-hmm. Not not for acting, but no. you know. He got got
1: two. I think he's great in it, but I'm like, these are great performances. I love De Niro and Cape Fear. I think Cape Fear is actually like one of Scorsese's underrated classics. It's so good. And he's like awesome in it. What a year for Nick Nolte. He had Prince of Tides and Cape Fear. Wow.
2: Mm. Way to go. And that he won the Globe. Like Anthony Hopkins did not win the Globe for. Well, we
1: should talk about Anthony Hopkins' performance is one of the got to be one of the shortest of all time to win best. It's like
2: 24 minutes. Yeah, so he could have gone supporting. I mean, this is what everyone talks about, right? Like, I mean, he would have definitely won supporting. It doesn't matter. He would have won either category.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's category fraud because I think like he's not just, he is the lead actor in the movie and it is the character who is like most important other than Clarice. So it does feel to me like it is the best, it is the lead actor of the movie. He's not a supporting part per, per se.
2: No, it's like, even though his screen time is that of a supporting performer, like you just look at the numbers, right? Um, it's on par with most uh, supporting performances. But yeah, his his impact is so great. And right. you're just constantly thinking about him and the characters are constantly talking about him. Yes,
1: it's like that old like, Simpsons, wasn't that a Simpsons joke where it's like the characters always be talking about uh, Pookie, right? Isn't that, or Poochie, wasn't that part of it?
2: yeah and so it's like you you just it doesn't matter like you're and it's like such an iconic performance you just like as soon as he enters the frame it's just like holy shit like like you're in and it's unforgettable and yeah you could just see like in the room how much people loved it and loved him and they were just ready to award him for this uh and you know i i think like i don't like category fraud is you know fun to talk about but Um, And I think it's more of like to to be like really considered fraud, it's it's more like if you're a lead performance competing and supporting because you have the extra screen time and you're probably driving the plot of the movie. Whereas supporting performers don't usually drive the plot of the movie. He actually is driving the plot of the movie. So, but it's harder for if like due to the reverse, if you're a supporting performer to compete and lead, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're already lacking the screen time and you might not be dragging the plot. So it says more about you and your work and what you did if people are willing to give you an Oscar for a comparatively short performance.
1: So that was his first nomination, Joyce. It's hard to imagine like Anthony Hopkins not having like multiple nominations, I guess. But that was like, this is like, hey, Anthony Hopkins, we should give him an Oscar. That's also another thing I feel like. It was like a discovery almost even though it wasn't because he's been acting for like 30 years before oh
2: yeah um but but like also like he so like since he won last year for the father like he's one of those rare um multiple oscar winners for acting where you don't have an issue with either of his wins like they're like unimpeachable right like two of his best performances like it's so rare because a lot of multiple oscar winners it's like you might not give it to them for like one performance or two, or maybe if they're like, you know, three-time winners or, you know, one, four-time winner, not those. But I don't think anyone has an issue with his two wins.
1: No, it's none of these. And it, like yeah, like these are great. I mean, like you look at the nominees, it's like Robin Williams for Fisher King was like a, hey, good seeing you here, kind of, right? Like, you know, we're, we're still excited about your work. Nick Nolte for Prince of Tides. Again, another like, hey, good year. De Niro for Cape for Fear and Warren Beatty for Bugsy. I, they're major talents, but like these are not De Niro does not need an Oscar for, for Cape Fear, let's say.
2: No. And Warren, um, that was that was all his birthday. said <laughs> so yeah. he lost on his birthday. Um, I I don't know if there was like any urgency either to give him an acting award. Like he, obviously he won for directing Reds. Um yeah. but yeah, I feel like Bugsy was just kind of it it eventually became one of those movies that you you know, like you said before, like the Irishman that you more admired and respected than loved. Right. So I And kind know, of like, like
1: we saw with, I mean, like, honestly, like Power of the Dog is this too, or it's like got broad support across the entire academy, but it's not going to be like something that people feel the need to let win.
2: Yeah. It just doesn't inspire that same type of passion. passion. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever. And it's not like, like none of, you know, we talk about like crowd pleasers a lot this past season, but like none of these are really crowd pleasers. I, I guess Beauty and Abuse. But like.
1: I mean, I'd actually say Silence of the Lambs is, is a it crowd is. pleaser like, because it's yeah. entertaining and it's you're entertaining. like, you're yeah. into it. It's like it's one of the like
2: most traditional sense of a crowd pleaser.
1: It, it's actually one of the most entertaining best picture winners, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's like incredibly yeah. watchable. It's an easy one. Yeah, very
2: watchable. watchable. Very rewatchable. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's Almost, just something maybe, they've never honored before. So maybe
1: re-Oscar ball choice. That doesn't no. make it happen.
2: You could go trademark that. So
1: I'm gonna send an email. I think that's how it works. Uh best actress, Jodie Foster one again. Uh so she was the second two-time winner, and it was only 28 when she won. So she, I think she was the youngest person with youngest actress, the two best actress Oscars, right? At the time of this mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Um and just a great win. She's so good in uh, *Sons of the Lambs. Incredible. No notes. The other nominees are Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon for Thelma and Louise. Uh, Laura Dern for Rambling Rose and Bette Midler for, for *For The Boys. Um, I think the Bette Midler one was a surprise maybe, but she also won the Globe, I believe. So.
2: Well, yeah, in musical.
1: Sure, comedy. but like.
2: Um, yeah, I think you could probably remove her, I guess, if you're going to drop one of them. I, yeah.
1: And who would you put in, like?
2: I don't know, maybe Annette for <laughs> Bugsy. I Annette for
1: Bugsy or uh yeah, I don't know who else. I mean, like uh, there's not a lot this year. I mean, I I think if you're doing it now, I would actually make a very strong case for Linda Hamilton from T2 to be in here. She's awesome. <laughs> it's a great performance. It's like an iconic performance, and you could easily put her in instead of Ben Midler. No offense to ben Midler.
2: It just feels like, you know giving Mad Max a bunch of nominations but not Charlize Theron
1: so right it is the it is the pre-Charlie's Charlie's performance basically and mm-hmm. she's incredible in the movie so I, that would be my fix here would be putting her in instead of Bed, I guess or I mean Laura Dern for Rambling Rose I got to say another one I'm not super familiar with I've not seen a lot in the last 30 years
2: you know they just had the the mother-daughter narrative they're the first yeah. mother-daughter nominated in the same year so but she wasn't winning um yeah. And then, you know, Thelma and Louise, we, we need to uh, bring back double nominations in this category because they're the last pair, the most recent pair to be nominated from the same movie in Best Actress. And there's only been five. <laughs> so.
1: Well, I feel like nowadays this would never happen. They would just shunt one of these to the support Yeah, that's
2: category. what they do. Yeah.
1: Because like you could have so. said, like Carol, I think was maybe like the last great opportunity for this. Right. Would, I mean, I think I'm a missing one, but I feel like Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett could have gotten yeah, best like, actress definitely
2: well the globes the globes put Rooney in, in lead because right. like not having that right
1: <laughs> one one globes voice when the globes are a voice of reason you know there's a, probably a something going on um
2: yeah who
1: would you who else would you put in here I mean Annette Bening or like I mean I don't know yeah
2: I guess Annette um
1: what about like Barbara Streisand
2: I don't know. For I Prince mean, of- I haven't seen <laughs> Prince of Tides* in a really long
1: time. No. But I mean, like she would be the other obvious like option. I guess. Know. Yeah. Uh, for Best supporting Actor Joyce, this is fun. Uh, so Jack Palance does his great speech. He's, you know, uh, 90 million years old and he wins. That's a, a exaggeration, but he does his one arm push up. Whoopi gives him the Oscar. It's a great moment. He wins for City Slickers. Uh, He talks about how he's got poops bigger than Billy Crystal, I believe in his, uh, that
2: was his opening line.
1: It's incredible. No, no Fs at all. Uh, this is a, another kind of like, this is a fun category, but I'm like, you could actually switch out a bunch of these and Tommy Lee nominated for JFK. (laughs) It's Clay Shaw, Harvey Keitel for Bugsy, Ben Kingsley for Bugsy and Michael Lerner for Barton Fink. Um,
2: so yeah, so this was a, uh, until three billboards, this was the last time there were double nominees in supporting actor, and then Pretty now mild, we just have so it all the time in supporting actor. um so, so but, uh Yeah, I I I understand why they nominated Tommy e. Jones, who's who's like you know good in JFK, but there are like at least like four other JFK actors I would have nominated.
1: So here. off like the top Kevin of my Bacon. head, Kevin Bacon <laughs> actually should get in. He's awesome. He's only got like one or two scenes, but he's so good. Yeah, like Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Sutherland is incredible. One scene. Joe Pesci is out of his mind in it. I actually would not Mm -hmm. nominate him, but uh, still, like, lol. But it could be like
2: that afterglow nomination, you know? Right.
1: It could have been that for sure. Um, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne for Boys in the Hood.
2: Yeah. Um, Would you
1: put him in supporting? um, Probably they could fraud him in. Yeah. Yeah. that would have been one i think that would have been appropriate here yeah
2: and then and then also like samuel jackson for
1: jungle fever that was like the big snub as well we didn't even mention yeah. jungle fever but that that was a 91 movie uh sam jackson i think i don't think he would have won because jack palance is just such a just like a
2: it was like the the actually one of the uh rare like sentimental picks really like cuz he was like an old veteran and it was like a comedy as well right you know it's like that's yeah. not really a an Oscar-y type of role
1: no uh yeah and he tells his great speech where he was like he was he's like one of the directors on one of his first movies in the 40s was like you're gonna win an Oscar one day and he's like oh he was right it's like very very sweet I I yeah I think Samuel Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne both could have been in here I think if we were doing it again I would say probably that I I don't know who else i'm like looking through the list of, of movies you that can just year. fill this
2: with like gfk actors
1: <laughs> kevin bacon donald sutherland certainly uh i don't know there it's just it, it's funny that like these are the ones we ended up with and the bugsy ones just feel like again like bugsy shrug sure you know ben kingsley former winner why not The complete opposite out. of gandhi <laughs> right and i think billy crystal makes a joke about that in the opening as well uh, yeah Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm looking through, there's, you could have gone a lot of different ways. That's fine. Um, But Jack Pound's winning, based on these nominees, actually, I don't have a problem with it.
2: Yeah. Um, And then, you know, like, because of his win, it just gave Billy, and and you know how he opened his piece, it gave Billy a lot of material for the rest of the night. He just kept, like, riffing off of, jack and like saying all these things about like oh he's he's like on the roof of like the building or something he's like lay, lay off the coffee <laughs>
1: and then i think he opens the next ceremony by dragging billy out right isn't it a runner that they tarry into the next year i think he pulls him out on the oscar yeah so and so,
2: it's yeah um it's it's a nice win and win.
1: yeah
2: and what like, he was nominated uh, what like almost like 40 years before that
1: yeah i think he was nominated in 1952 and yeah. 53.
2: That was like his last nomination for Shane, right?
1: Yeah, 53 was Shane. Uh, for supporting actress Mercedes Rule, in Fisher King won. The other nominees were Diane Ladd for Rambling Rose, Juliet Lewis for Cape Fear, Kate Melligan, uh, Kate Nelligan, excuse me, for Prince of Tides, and Jessica Tandy for Fried Green Tomatoes. If it was me, I would have done Juliet Lewis. No offense to Mercedes Rule, I love Juliet Lewis in Cape Fear, and it's kind of like a huge breakout. Kind of, uh, she's hanging with De Niro in a Scorsese movie, and it's she kind of owning it it's it's great it's a great performance uh but mercedes were one again another one that was not necessarily unexpected right joyce i think she had won at the globes at the very least
2: yeah she won the globe um and it's she this is i mean she's she's a great actress and but this is one of those forgotten wins you know i don't think most people can name this win like a casual like oscar i don't think so you were yeah um she gave a great speech as well um a lot of good speeches this year and I guess with Juliet you could say like she was young I think she was 19 so but we know they don't have problems of young women winning they just have issues of young men winning right Um, but I don't maybe it was also like the movie maybe they could only handle one like genre movie
1: (laughs) probably she I think in the crowd she's got her uh her 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 cornrows from um Natural porn killers, I think it must have been shooting at the time, I, I right? guess. Yeah, um, anybody else here you thought of who would get nominated? No, Annette, I mean, Annette Bening would have been lead, I guess, right? For, yeah,
2: um, well, at, at the Globes, they nominated their fave Nicole Kidman, yes, for uh Billy Bathgate. So
1: <laughs> that was a big deal as well. That was another one that kind of like blended together with Bugsy, I feel like. So Billy Bathgate was with uh Dustin Hoffman. He was the the lead and I remember the, seeing the, those were always like kind of on the blockbuster shelf next to each other I, I feel like there
2: were a lot of gangster movies
1: yes it's definitely a great back time back for in the day <laughs> for the gangster the gangster movie um yeah I don't know I, I was like drawing a blank on some of these who you could else who you could have nominated here I think Nicole would have been fine they had her at the ceremony obviously as like a breakout uh you know presenter I don't know uh it it was a no, not the strongest year i guess for supporting actresses as well diane uh-huh. Reese for like little man tate which got a shout out in uh yeah
2: jody and jonathan,
1: uh, jonathan demi's speech she gave a shout out to uh to to jody for directing
2: yeah and um, i think like jody ended her speech like talking about little man tate
1: <laughs> and uh angela bassett for boys in the hood if we want to go down that road as well another kind of probably contender uh, Than if you were doing it now, perhaps. Jessica Lang, I guess, would have been lead for Cape Fear. But she also, I think Juliette Lewis is a better performance, but like that is a possibility. Though maybe I'm just showing my Cape Fear uh, bona fides or whatever. Uh, any of the animated, you're surprised any of the animated performances didn't get nominated. No.
2: Well, you told me something that just blew my mind before we started
1: this. Which was what? That I didn't remember didn't the Jerry know Orbach. That Jerry Orbach-
2: it was <laughs> Beauty and the
1: Beast. And no memory of it at all. I was wow. like, "Who's the French guy in Beauty and the Beast?" And it's Cherry Orbeck <laughs> doing a French accent. I had no idea. Not a clue. I, oh
2: yeah, I know. It's just a great... know, Like when, when he performs "Be My Guest" on the ceremony, he doesn't in his uh real voice. His, yes. Yeah. No French accent.
1: <laughs> no, he opens it with a French accent. Um, yeah. But no, no. real great voice.
2: performance. We need we need more performances. You know what? that's what like the Encanto like bruno performance should have been like this year like that's that what i was thinking too yeah yeah
1: I, I just i i mean it's it's so it's so easy to just kill this this year's ceremony and like kind of be like oh remember when everything was good and like now it's but, bad? like it was good <laughs> but it really was good and you watch this if you watch these clips like of beauty and the beast performances from the oscars in 1992 uh they just are so well produced and so well thought out and choreographed and just like totally gets the heart of what makes the song good and like kind of applies the you know like a real world to the animated you know what I mean like they restage it as like obviously like live action but it's from an animated thing and it works really well and I'm like in Kanto they could have easily done that I think they tried to do that with like Dos Guitas but like the Bruno thing just felt like they were going for like a meme instead of like a good performance. yeah
2: and it's just like the and this the way you know the audience like area was set up with like the tables was just awkward but like that could have just been an entire stage number and it would have been great like and you could have recreated like the casa madrigal <laughs> like everything would have been stage. awesome
1: it just yeah. would have been like so awesome and i mean like there's a, obviously like a million reasons why they don't do this way anymore or whatever but Man, you watch this, and you're just like, "This is what the Oscar." When people are like, "This is why the Oscars were good," like, this is a show that you would show and be like, "This is why the Oscars were good." Actually, yeah,
2: like they know they knew how to celebrate their nominees and like the films of the year. And they also back back then in the '90s, they also did they did this year, um, like interpretive dance to like the original score nominees, and Debbie Allen choreographed them she right. did this year. So you just saw all five score nominees uh performed to interpret dance and it was great
1: Wait. so good um so those are the acting winners Joyce do you want to go through some of these other ones we don't have to spend as much time on them but I do think it's like um cool. I
2: think I the they nailed the screenplay winners both of them also won WGA so,
1: so Thelma and Louise Callie Curry won for original screenplay and obviously Ted Talley for Silence of the Lambs the other nominees are John Singleton for Boys in the Hood and original James Toback uh for Bugsy the good thank goodness he did not win, probably. Uh Richard Ravagniers for the Fisher King, and then Lawrence Kasdan and Meg Kasdan for Grand Canyon, which is just the outlier there, I guess. But I mean, sure.
2: It's like, it's like the sole uh the screenplay nominee
1: <laughs> that we were. And then for, for for adapted Europa Europa was nominated, and then Fried Green Tomatoes, JFK, obviously, and Prince of Tides. But Ted Talley won for Sunset Lambs. No notes. Those are great winners. I think those yeah. are like all-time winners. And again, Thelma and Louise must have just missed Best Picture, I feel like. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it had to be, had it been six and, you know, like one of the criticisms or whatever against it was that, you know, people thought, or like men thought of it as like a man-hating movie.
1: (laughs) Right. Two people (laughs) we didn't mention actually for supporting actor who I actually, I think Harvey Keitel should have maybe gotten in for Thelma and Louise rather than Bugsy. Just to backtrack on that, he's so good in 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 Thelma and Louise and Brad Pitt. Obviously, no, but like, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Harvey Harvey
2: to... Keitel, you know, had a had a great run in in the early nineties. Oh my gosh, um, he, he has the the piano coming up, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, so yeah, this is this is his Oscar nomination. That's yeah. That's let's look. i We'll just
1: do a quick uh, a quick look at this run here. It's just an incredible run. Uh, he has. In 91, Thelma and Louise Bugsy and Mortal Thoughts, which was a Bruce Willis, uh, Demi Moore, uh, just trash thriller from Alan Rudolph that I've seen like a lot. And it's actually like pretty good. (laughs) Um, Reservoir Dogs, Bad Lieutenant, Sister Act. Then he's got The Piano in 93, Rising Sun, which was actually like a a thing because it was like a Michael Crichton book and Wesley Snipes and uh, Sean Connery are in it. Uh, And then he's got Pulp Fiction in 94, Clockers in 95. Get Shorty is a cameo love <laughs> So good. From Dust Till Dawn, he rules in Copland. Just like a great, like little mini run here for him. Uh, it's kind of like petered out in the time since. So it was good yeah, to see. Yeah. And, and,
2: and Bugsy is his Oscar nomination. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it, it's just whatever gets it for you. <laughs> sure. Right.
1: Um, Let's see. Want to go to original score Beauty and the Beast one, obviously. The other nominees were uh, Bugsy, Ennio Morricone, The Fisher King, JFK, John Williams, and James Newton Howard for Prince of Tides. No uh, Terminator 2 in here, again, like probably should have gotten
2: one. No Silence of the Lambs.
1: (laughs) No Silence of the Lambs, even though they played the music literally all night, including in the (laughs) opening. Like that's how the show opens with the score from Silence of the Lambs. Just not nominated here, pretty strange. Hard to argue with Beauty and the Beast score. I personally think the John Williams JFK score rules. It's like a great John Williams score. Uh, so good. And, you know, it would have been nice to see it win. Uh, this is original- just, you
2: know, the Disney Renaissance period when they just dominated the music categories.
1: Yep. Original song was Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, obviously. Uh, Howard Ashman won his posthumous award. The other nominees were our guest, Belle. And Joyce, let's stump here for everything I do. I do it for you brian Adams' ballad from prince of uh, prince of thieves i'll tell you a quick story Uh, i love prince of thieves i saw it in the theater that was a great another great time for kevin costner he was like the biggest star in the world probably or one of them uh he was dragged for his accent remember it was like a big deal like that he uh didn't really have a great british accent and they kind of just gave up on it halfway through alan rickman It's
2: it's sort of like how they didn't even try with accents in the last duel which it I kind respect. of was,
1: but they did start yeah. with an accent, I think. Yeah. And then um, it just,
2: like you phase it out.
1: <laughs> kind of like a, a similar, a similar trick you see in casino with Joe Pesci where he has this Chicago accent in like the voiceover. And then the rest of the movie is just Joe Pesci. <laughs> like on set, they were just like, it's fine. Forget it. Don't worry about it, Joe. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we, we, we won't
2: reshoot anything. So yeah, we'll it's do fine.
1: it in post. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Alan Rickman, an incredible villain as the Sheriff of Nottingham, just an all time performance. Uh, and the the song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. And the score was so good that they actually used it as like the um, the theme for whatever the company was. I'm blanking on the name here. Uh, who put this movie out? Morgan Creek Productions did like their, their logo was the score from Prince of Thieves, which is Michael Kamen's score. Uh, it's a great score. It just is you know, so There good. were a
2: lot of just really like grand, like 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 opulent scores back then. Okay. Like I love like 90s like music and scores. <laughs> like, so I bought so
1: this. Bad. We bought, I bought the soundtrack on cassette tape. And, yes. and I went, we, I, that was one of the few movies I actually remember seeing in the theater with my mom, I guess. So it came out it was a summer release, I believe, right? Let's see, June 14th. So we must have seen it over the summer. And I had the cassette because I love the song. And I remember we went to my grandmother's house and I left the cassette in the car and it melted. And I was oh, so no. upset. I was like traumatized and devastated that I like lost my beloved Bryan Adams song and the score. If you go
2: back to like, like Coconuts to
1: get. I think I went back and we were probably doing Tower Records with Sam Goody maybe. In the nice, moment. nice. Um, yeah, so that was that was really upsetting. Certainly. I was I was crushed. Wow. Um When
2: did, when did you realize you left it in there? Did you think like you had lost No, it? I think
1: we must have gone. I remember we must have gone to my grandmother's house and then left it in there and then just came out and I was like, "Oh no, it's in there, and it melted." <laughs> this is what you had to deal with when you were when we were youth. Yeah, you know, this, there was
2: no Spotify or Apple physical, Music. Yeah. Physical,
1: physical media the, the, the that physical could media. melt. <laughs> that was could melt in the hot sun.
2: No, but that was that was like, well, I, it didn't melt, but I had, you know, uh, Beauty and a Beast on VHS, obviously. And the, the Disney Puffy case, remember those? Mm-hmm, sure. And I watched it so many times and I wore the tape out.
1: <laughs> so That's then awesome. like the
2: tracking would be so messed up and I would constantly have to press tracking on it. Tracking. Um, the, yeah, tracking. And the VCR would just like eat up the tape and I would have to like open the latch and like strain it out. So yeah,
1: um, good other one I want to look at was cinematography. So Robert Richardson won for JFK. It's a great win. Awesome he wasn't there to accept. The other nominees were Bugsy, Alan, Dayview, uh Prince of Tides, Stephen Goldblatt, Terminator 2, Adam Greenberg, and Thelma and Louise, Adrian Biddle. No uh Tak Fujimoto for uh, Science of Lambs. Just like insane to me. How did that happen? How did uh-huh. he miss? Just very strange. I feel like that could have won.
2: Yeah, I don't know how or why <laughs> I don't,
1: and like he, he gets, I,
2: I feel like it probably just missed
1: um, I guess so I mean somehow never nominated for an Oscar but has worked on like incredible movies including Sixth Sense and Silence of the Lambs obviously and I don't know I just it's just very strange to me that he, he he missed um but and it gets a great shout out in, in Jonathan Demme's speech
2: Jonathan Demme's speech is a journey, um, a long one, because... Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, and then he says about, like, 200 us, because he was clearly not prepared, and he kept saying, like, oh, this won't be long, but he just, like, keeps continuing <laughs> for, like, another two minutes. Uh, but it's, it's, it's cute, because he does pretty much thank and cover all, like, the people you would expect and the important people in his life, and... Um, and it's not just like a generic like list of names like there's like some anecdotes behind them so yeah. but yeah it, it, it might it might aggravate some people who haven't seen that speech yet
1: it, it's worth watching he ends it with like i think a shout out to martin ritt and hal ashby as his like mm-hmm. mentors yeah um it's it's a nice speech it just is again I, I i was just surprised he was so frazzled because i was like who else was gonna win here who do you think was gonna win
2: I, I mean, I guess he could have thought maybe Oliver Stone was going to win his third <laughs> or Barry Levinson. I I mean, yeah, like he won DGA, but I don't know back then, like how much, like, you know, award season back then. Right. That Sounds I funny. clearly was not paying attention to. No. Um, it's not the same as it is now when it's like, like such a cottage industry and like precursors and everyone is just constantly analyzing every single second of like every single like critics award and like precursor ceremony so he like he won that like bga but i don't think he like thought he could win this i guess i
1: i guess I not
2: know. yeah because i yeah he, he didn't win the globe obviously um and i don't know but so that was i think that was after the acting awards right what was the order where's the order ceremony <laughs>
1: Yeah, Corine, Was he uh,
2: the penultimate award?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was after the acting award. So yeah. When, so he
2: already saw his actors win and saw his screenplay win, his screenwriter win. Correct. Um. I don't know. Maybe he felt like he could lose.
1: I mean, I guess maybe, but like, I don't know. So uh, Michael Douglas gives out best actor. I guess Jeremy Irons wasn't available. I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe he said um, but, no. He maybe said no, but the other, all, everybody else came back. Kathy Bates does uh, Best Actor for Annie Anthony Wolf Hopkins. presenting
2: to Hannibal Lecter.
1: Pretty cool. And like, they have like a cool moment, I think on stage. Whoopi for obviously Jack Palance. And, and again, Joe Pesci, just hilarious <laughs> for uh, Mercedes Rule. Yeah, Mercedes Rule, I guess, gets the short trip a little when you're thinking back on the history of these wins, because you have Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, like the all-time, just great, undeniable Best Actor and Actress Winners. And Jack Palin says that incredible speech. And then it's like, oh yeah, Mercedes were one. Like you said, I think people would be, if they're going to try to figure out who won that year, if it was a trivia, that would maybe be the one that hangs people up. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, anything else, Joyce? Anything else you want to touch on here from these? Best picture, it sounds the lambs. No kidding.
2: Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so everything from what I read was like it was still kind of up in the air. Like no one really knew like what was going to win. Like it wasn't like there wasn't an overwhelming prediction for like any film really because it was coming like, into the show. Yeah, coming into the show. It was like between that and like Bugsy maybe and like maybe JFK. <laughs> so but yeah, like cool pick. Like so unlike them they one of the few times it's so satisfying when they get it right
1: it is we kind of like did a dart there on this just to pick it because we were like oh we should do the first it was your first one you remember watching and then i was like oh it's actually 30 years which is kind of fun too and it just so happens that it's just such a great year for movies and a great winter that it's like enjoyable to talk about and even like the fo- if we did we'll do maybe if we do next the following year is unforgiven It's another good movie, like really fun ceremony. Uh, But it's not like you're getting a, you know, less than enthusiastic uh, winner, let's say.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't, I don't even remember what I thought at the time when it won. I think I was like happy it won because it was like something I had seen one of the two (laughs) movies I had seen. So yeah and you know obviously it's the test of time and it's still the most recent film to win the big five I, I don't I honestly don't know when that will happen again like it's obviously been 30 years and we haven't had it happen since I think the hardest thing is is to snag those two leads because I think you you have films that can win picture directing and writing often but like those two leads are the hardest
1: especially nowadays because I feel like I don't know. I mean, like, I, like, I think, like we said, I think Anthony Hopkins is the, is obviously the lead, but you wonder now with the way that modern campaigns run, would they just push him in supporting and just be like, Jody's the lead. It's just a weird, like, you rarely see like a, just based on like the last few years, the best actor, there's not a best actress and a best actor in the same movie, let's say. Right.
2: And I guess, so yeah. So as good as it gets one for both but that wasn't beating Titanic for Best Picture. And then what, um, oh, I guess American Beauty because Annette lost, sadly, and it basically won everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah,
1: like anything else? I mean, like not...
2: Yeah, because it's usually, I mean, we know like there's not a strong correlation between the actress and Best Picture anyway. Right. So... Yeah, I'm looking at like all the best actors. I mean, like too, the definitely.
1: David O. Russell movies. You had like Amy Adams and and Christian Bale nominated. But yeah, like, but they
2: they were not winning. Not
1: winning, <laughs> right? But like that was like the last. That's the last one I remember. I guess that was yeah. Like oh,
2: oh, walk the line. But Joaquin wasn't beating Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a, that is definitely the trickiest one.
2: Yeah, like Hillary's standing for Million Dollar Baby and Clint was a complete surprise in Best Actor because he pumped out Baji Amati for Sideways, but Clint mm-hmm. wasn't winning Best Actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, yeah, yeah there's not... A, not, yeah, Silver Linings, yeah, The American Hustle.
1: Yeah, those were the last, like, those were the maybe, but again, like Bradley Cooper wasn't going to win.
2: Yeah, like Emma Stone, La La Land, but Ryan Gosling wasn't going to win. Right, um francis I, I remember when people were like sam rockwell could be lead yes <laughs> <No words>. mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think he's lead um yeah favorite judy no metland, land just just francis all the way and theory of
1: everything i guess but like
2: yeah she wasn't winning felicity right. sorry um
1: and he read me one that, that
2: one. was julianne's time
1: yeah not a lot of i mean even like if you look at like the artists, like you could say that Bernice Barrow, Beho is uh, a lead, but she was nominated in supporting and like- Yeah, they pushed her win.
2: supporting. Um,
1: so it doesn't really happen. You're not seeing that as much. And I don't know if you'll, will, will we ever see it again?
2: Yeah, Probably? I don't know. I guess, in I guess- 30 well, years. Yeah, well, there, there was also Dead Men Walking. I forgot about that in 95 for like Susan won because she was like overdue, mm-hmm. but Sean didn't win because that was the right. cage yeah so i don't know i guess yeah because also now it they seem to spread the wealth more too
1: yeah they don't they don't seem to want to like go unless it's like a tech thing like a fear of the road they don't want to go too hard on like one we've we've seen that over and over again
2: yeah and it's it's even harder for Best Picture to win both directing and screenplay. Like sometimes it's just one uh, of directing or screenplay to go with Best Picture. And in yeah. this case, you know, the director of the Best Picture was not even nominated. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> what one? Well, Best Picture thing. Oh, come on That's
2: right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh joyce anything else here before we, before we wrap up and say goodbye to, to oscar oscar it was a wonderful night for oscar oscar
2: you could you could sing something again next week so
1: yeah we'll pick a different she, one she would just do all the billy crystal years. i mean we could just keep going 93 yes, he has one. nine it's pretty good
2: i know we have to go back too because he he did two i think before this year
1: yeah super problem i mean like we talked about this i think uh, just not the a lot of a lot of problematic jokes in some of these but uh pretty fun. What are you
2: going to do? They're, they're
1: of their time. They're of their time. And just like, man, no one had the spectacle of Billy Crystal. You mentioned this like earlier. I think the other prevailing thing I thought watching this was just not just the respect for like the craft, but like, there's not an embarrassment of movies. I feel like even though I thought like, I thought actually Amy Schumer did an okay job. I thought she was pretty funny. And I thought. Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall were solid, but you watch Billy Crystal or any of these older ones doesn't have to be Billy Crystal hosting, hosting like Steve Martin hosting, or whatever. They're not like mean-spirited about the the movies. And now it's just like, this all sucks. And we got to like dunk on everything.
2: Like you're dunking on The Last Duel, which was one of the best movies of
1: 2021. Not only that, I mean, one of the Wanda Sykes jokes early on was, oh, uh, Power of the Dog. I finally, it took me seven times to watch it. And it's just like, that's pretty mean spirited, even if you thought it was boring, which I did. Uh, you wouldn't like make that joke for like it's got most nomina- it's got the most nominations in theory. It's the best movie of the year. It's also um, such a
2: tried out joke, because that's what like people who don't like it say about it, right? That's like their main criticism. And it's not also Power of the Dog is shorter, was shorter than like half the best picture. Nominees. That's the other
1: thing that's funny. It's like it might be like it was like when they were doing those jokes for the Irishman, it felt appropriate only because the irishman was notably long for like yes. three hours and like that was like a huge part of its like narrative was that this movie was three hours long and good luck watching it but power yeah, dog is like, a-
2: like two hours and like 10 minutes yeah
1: maybe okay. and like eight of those minutes are credits so it's <laughs> like it's like a two-hour movie you're really not putting a lot of time into it certainly no more so than any other movie and yeah i just thought that was like such a mean spirited joke and just kind of indicative of what like you were saying like the kind of the current vibe is that we're embarrassed about the Oscars and embarrassed about the movies. And this show is like, you know, it's great movies.
2: Yeah. And also like this year's nominees, um, like this past season, like it was such an eclectic lineup. Like are all these movies my favorite? No. Um, Like I still think like the 2020 crop is stronger than the 2021 crop. But like you had a Western, you had like a musical, you had this like 70s, like meandering, you know, like valley, like sort of love story. You had, you know, like Kenneth Branagh's, like his ode to his childhood in black and white, Um, like all these different types of movies, you know, a a three hour Japanese film and like completely different styles and genres and you should be celebrating them instead of like trying to dunk on them. And I, even like I, ones that are not nominated, like The Last Duel.
1: <laughs> pretty incredible. The Last Duel jokes were so, I mean like such an easy joke to make and just the wrong movie, like we said, it's actually like really good. And people who saw it like really liked it. And I don't know, I just, it was just, it's just not what you want. It's just a yeah. Bummer. And
2: then, well, the other thing about like celebrating, you know, obviously they cut the eight categories this year and in like these old ceremonies, they did it for some of the categories here. Like you talk about how, you know, they did the interpretive dance for song or score nominees and they've done the, the fashion shows for costumes before. And when they're presenting some of these craft categories, you, when they did visual effects, they showed like behind the scenes footage of how all these teams like put all this stuff together you know like creative visual effects you could at least show that
1: and I think it would be like interesting like wouldn't you be interested to see that like to celebrate the movies and again like we're talking like obviously like the current this year's Oscars like an edict was get more people to watch and they from a bare minimum they did do that but I don't know, like this is a show, obviously different time and like different kind of people, way people watch TV, 44 million people watch this. That's insane compared to like what we see now, even for like anything popular. But the show is super entertaining. Like we said, those Beauty and the Beast numbers are incredible. And like a lot of the stuff they're doing like is sticky. And I think would have gone in in modern times would have gone viral, right? Like the Billy Crystal, like Hannibal Lecter thing would have been like a moment. And like you could do it and still celebrate the movies. I don't know, but-
2: yeah, it's also I think it's interesting because you can watch these clips from 30 years ago now, and I don't know who's going to be watching clips from this year's shows in 30 years and being like. I mean, I could list. think of
1: one. I could think of one clip they'll be watching. Choice.
2: Yes, yeah. but I'm talking about like the winners and like the performances. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: Can't even tell you one meaningful thing about the performances. No.
2: Yeah. Um, what, what What happened? I just remember one thing from this year's show. That's all. That's still not, it's one... still not over. There, there's a meeting tomorrow, isn't there? <laughs> on Friday,
1: We're recording yeah, this Thursday. They, they There's definitely one thing I will I will never forget uh, seeing from this year's Oscars.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, so we'll do this again. So this was the uh, Oscars playback, we called it.
2: Yes, not re or whatever. See, re just
1: rolls it. off the tongue. It's such a great sure. re-Oscarables.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> right. would just be the subtitle, okay? <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: All right. See you later. For all things Hollywood competition and awards Head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at goldderby.